Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, a visit with Sam Adavi from Motor Trend TV's Sam's Garage. Holiday travels with your pets and help wanted, linemen for the county. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery right now on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Sam Madavi, master, master technician, in the studio with us today. He was on his way up to Road Atlanta to do some stuff for an upcoming car show. Then he stopped by, and it's a good thing he did because... Thank you very much. Now, where is Tim? Well, that's why it's a good thing you stopped by. Tim is jammed up in traffic, so I'm doing to him what, what I used to do to my kids in high school. If you're going to be late... Stop and get coffee and donuts. I'll, I'll reset your time card that you just punched, and all will be good. Is that why there are so many donuts and uh, coffee being sold today? Because everybody's that, late. That is right. Every, everybody's late, so uh, it, it all works out great. Happy to have you here. We're going to get into some discussion about some things, and and uh, we're going to have a podcast with you in a few weeks that we'll be airing. And uh, it's it's just great to have you in the in the garage with Thank us you. today. It's good to be here. All right, we we got some car shows going on, local ones. Check Ragtops and Running Boards. Uh, check Access North Georgia app, or your local paper. Or there's uh, Bill. Did you get any of those fall event magazines that they send out in the mail and stuff? I do not. You don't? Well, those are good for uh, checking out the car shows and different festivals. There's still stuff going on. And, uh, you know, there's still some leaves out there, so you can drive out and and look at the leaves, I guess, if you want. Of course, Sam, if you're like Tim and I, we we never go looking at the leaves. What we do is we wait for the kudzu to die, and we're looking for all the cars that's under all that (laughs) No kidding. We're, We're trying to drive around and pay attention to all those cars. All right. We have got a big car show to talk about, and we're going to we're going to call a friend of yours, Sam, to uh, sponsoring this car show, Greg James. Well, with us right now on the phone is the head of the Georgia Law Enforcement Organization. Yeah, I got it backwards. I was going to say Leo. <laughs> it's a Georgia Law Enforcement Organization. That would be Greg James. Greg, tell us a little bit about the show and what the show does for the uh, police officers. Yeah, so we've got kind of a combination show coming up on the second at Road Atlanta. We've got the first part of it is a toy drive. Um, we've got 15 different nonprofits that are domestic violence shelters and homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, so the toy drive is going to go directly to them, so they'll be on site so that we can ensure those donations go directly to the, the ones needing them. Sure. Um, the second half of it is a fundraiser for our nonprofit, the Georgia Law Enforcement Organization. We're a 501c3. Um, our primary goal is to step in um, immediately after life-changing events to personnel within law enforcement. So that would be incidents such as an officer's killed in the line of duty, um, terminal illnesses, um, wounded in the line of duty, and so forth. So we try to fill in that, that void between when the incident happens to when insurance starts to, starts to kick in. Um, so there's a lot of red tape that's involved with those benefits. So we try to pick in and, and cover their immediate costs as they're incurred um, directly after those, those incidents. And so that's the primary purpose of this event at Bird Atlanta, which is the car show and toy drive. Okay, so what can folks expect when they get there? 
Yeah, so when you pull in, um, you'll go through the main gate, take a left over the bridge, going towards the fan zone at the infield. Um, we've got a car show set up. We've got several different law enforcement um, agencies that will be set up with GSPs, SWAT units, and so forth. Um, so we'll have a lot of the kids from those shelters there and present. We've got a um, – also, we have D-Santa coming in. Um, so Santa's going to be there. He's got a, a nice little red tea bucket that he's going to be, be driving in on. That works. Um, so take pictures with Santa and so forth. Um, yeah. We've got music. We've got the car show itself. We've got a ton of raffle items to raffle off for free um, at the event to raise money for the, the nonprofit. Um, so all the proceeds generated at the event are going to go directly into the nonprofit to, to help those officers in need. Cool. Sam, you're also going to be doing the TV show from there, right? Tell us that a little bit correct. about that. So this is the third annual uh, Georgia Leo show, and this is the third time that the Low Car Show will be televising, covering the show uh, for Motor Trend TV, MAV TV, and multiple streaming outlets. Pretty cool. That's very cool, yes. How, how many people were there last year? I, I missed the first show, but last year was a great show. It was raining and stuff. Yeah, it was still a great show. Yeah, even the first year was a great show. Even the, the weather was worse the first year. It was a great show. The second year, unfortunately, we had bad weather again, but still a good turnout. And I think this year, from the weather that we've been seeing since we haven't had any rain since July, we should hopefully go on through the first week of December and <laughs> not have any rain either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg, who are some of the other folks that are helping out with the show? I know you, you folks are, but um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, ColorWorks is going to help out little bit with the show who are some of the other co-sponsors yeah we've got andy duff from color works by duff they're one of our big sponsors this year um, we've got code three which is another one of our big sponsors right. they, they produce and sell emergency equipment to law enforcement agencies um we've got the the portion of the toy run is kind of run by santa's toy run which is another foundation that supports these 15 um domestic violence and, and homeless shelters um so they coordinate the event from the toy side so generate those donations um, and then Road Atlanta has generously given us that area um, kind of as a write-up and a free use. Um, so a donation of one toy gets you entry into the track. And so that, that entry covers a two-day pass. So any spectators wanting to come, they just need to bring one toy donation, and that gives them two days at the, the track cool. to come through and see the car show, to um, participate in the raffle. Yep. Um, they've got NASA, which is the National Auto Sports Association. They're going to be on track racing. So you've got a lot of good pro-am guys that are hungry and out there pushing to, to make a name for themselves on track. So it's going to be a great event. I think there's 150 to 200 drivers um, over the, the two-day weekend that will be on track racing. So there's a ton of events. And it's cool. not just the car show. It's a, it's a full two-day event that's going to be at the track. And folks are going to see some really cool cars that are there at the driving club. That's for sure. That is for sure. Not stuff you yeah, don't usually yeah. see at a regular car show. And yeah, we've got some actually some really unique vehicles coming, um, some one-of-one type vehicles that you really can't even put a price on. Um, so those are going to be coming out. I'll give a little hint into one of them. It's a, it's a one of one 1965 Shelby. Um, it's got 0.7 miles on it that were put on there by Carol himself. 1965? They didn't even exist in 65, did they? Wow. So we've got the, the Sam edition. It's the Ferrari's ass is mine. Sorry for the language, but that's the, the terminology that, that they put on it. Um, and so that was in the, the era where Ford was trying to beat Ferrari at Le Mans and so forth. And so Carroll Shelby, he, he pulled 10 different VIN numbers for this, this chassis. Um, they produced four of them. Uh, one was lost in a fire. One was lost in a, a car wreck. The sister car to this one was owned by Paul Walker, and it had an aluminum body on it. And this one has a full original carbon body on it, which is super rare. Wow. So it's a true one of one that's going to be there. But we've got several different vehicles of that caliber that are going to be on site. Good stuff. All right. Well, it, the show is from noon until four on December second, and uh, Greg James, we thanks uh, thank you for putting on the show, and uh, thanks yeah, for taking absolutely. the time to tell us about it here, at Bud's Garage. 
Yeah, I appreciate you having us. All right, man. All right, Greg. We'll see you. See you at the show. Yeah. All right. right, See you later. All right, that's pretty cool stuff. Now, if you're uh, if you're restoring a classic muscle car, you know who we go to here at Bud's Garage to get classic muscle car parts? Who's that? Year one, restoring yes. American performance. Folks out there, you know, if you've got a classic car and you're struggling to find all the bits and pieces you need, you don't have to scrounge the junkyards and stuff. You can get the good stuff, new stuff. Uh, and they are now in Cornelia, Georgia. And uh, they're just great folks to deal with. Uh, the Mustang that I just recently finished, man, they they helped me through it. And and when you're talking to the parts people out there, they're not just looking in the catalog. They've they've worked on these cars, a lot of the folks. And so if you're buying a part, and they're, and they're saying to you, you know, well, you know, if you're getting this, you probably need to have this to make this fit properly. And that kind of information is is priceless. priceless absolutely, you know? you know, year one has been a staple in Atlanta forever. Um, Pat and the boys down there do a really good job. They just recently came on board with Sam's Garage. Cool, uh, that's Helping cool. me out with yeah. parts with the 92 Camaro Gen 3 project that we were doing for Eddie Morse. Um, so they do a great job. And like you said, when you're out there doing a project car on the weekend and you're talking to someone at the parts counter and you ask for a thermostat and he doesn't give you the gasket and you're doing it on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so aggravating. All right. Well, check them out at yearone.com. We'll be right back with uh, with Tim. I hope he gets here with the donuts. And don't forget to listen to the podcast. Sam will be on with us. And if you want to listen to the president of Year One, uh, we've got a podcast with Kevin King that you can go into the archives and look at and uh, learn more about Year One. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Dr. Marie Lance, Lance Animal Hospital. I know you're on with the morning, guys, but it's always a thrill to have you in here because we want to talk about traveling with our pets. We love our pets. We like to take them with us on trips. And so we're going to throw around some questions about getting ready for holiday travel in the wintertime. Okay. I think that's a fantastic idea, and I'm very happy to be here with you gentlemen well, again. We're glad. Well, gentlemen, how you like wow. that? Wow. Here we go. She doesn't right. know you. All right. Is there, a, is there a type of pet? You know, we think of dogs and cats, but is there a type of pet that's a better traveler than another, an iguana or something? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I think last time I was here, we talked about traveling with birds and making sure the windows were down. That was mm-hmm. kind of obvious, and they yeah, were still being yeah. their crate. But dogs are still the supreme travelers right. because we typically take them with us anyway on short mm-hmm. trips here that's and true. there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So those animals that have specific habitats that you have to maintain, the temperature has to be so, so much this and the humidity so much that, those are really pet sitter pets. Mm, they yeah. shouldn't really travel. The bird, the bird in the in the car. You're supposed to put it in the cage, huh? And keep the window. That's yeah. That was I, the mistake I you made. I missed the memo about yeah. the window being down. The bird <laughs> yeah. in the hour. Oh, I won't. I won't do that again. Uh, how about cats? Do cats travel okay? You know, surprisingly, I have met cats that do travel fairly well. Usually, those are kitties that are traveling in RVs with their families. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, travel trailers. But there are some cats that if you start them becoming accustomed to traveling as youngsters, they can do okay. It's just the kind of litter box restraints, you know, that we yeah, have with like kitties. Mm-hmm. If, if travel, now I've never paid attention to this because I've always, always got the cat in a carrier. If, if you've got a cat that's used to traveling, 
and you have the window rolled down a little bit. Do they do like dogs do? You know, they want to get a sense of the. Do they stick their head out the window? I don't know because my cats that. don't like to travel, <laughs> so I, I have can't. Never say. seen a cat with his head stuck out the I window. Think, but I think cats probably would feel that's beneath them. Yeah. 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 Oh really? Yeah, cats yeah. are cats are special. How about mm-hmm. Tunes is the cat. Remember Tunes? Yeah, Tunes, <laughs> Tunes is, is the, the cat. That's cat. true. That's true. Tunes is special. <laughs> do 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 cats need some kind of specific travel meds? I mean, is there something you can give your pet to to calm them down? maybe or maybe to calm you down while you got the, the pet running around the yeah car. sometimes we can share meds but i won't get into that on the show but no but, i'm just but saying yes, there's but there's, to help a, is there, there something are to help a cat there are specific yes there are specific uh, meds that can help with anxiety or nausea but um best to make sure that you make an appointment with your with your vet at least a week before they might need a checkup before they can prescribe meds or maybe just kind of interview you to see what the pet does so they can pick the appropriate medication. And it, obviously a trip is not the first time to take your pet in the car. No, <laughs> no. Practice makes perfect for anything. And so you can make short trips when they're puppies. I tell people to go up and down the driveway, go around the block, put them in the car, give them a treat, take them out. Now your neighbors might think you're a little crazy, but that's how you get them accustomed to traveling. How do we determine that the pet is travel capable? I mean, should we also make sure that they're welcome so that there's no surprises? Yes, just don't assume that they're going to be welcome. And don't assume that if they were welcome last year, they're going to be welcome this year, right? Someone might have a new baby. There might be a fiancé in the family that's Mm. deathly allergic to something. So you need to preview that. And it's not a bad idea to call ahead to where you're going early. Mm. Maybe make a boarding reservation. And just in case it doesn't right. work out, you can always cancel yeah. it later. Well, you know, as the family changes year after year, I hadn't oh, thought sure. about that. You may have somebody in the family that is terribly allergic or, you know, is scared to death of dogs. Mm-hmm. And you show up with, you know, a German shepherd or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, right. last year was great. This year, not so great. That's right. Or something bad might have happened in between times. Well, assuming that you're traveling by car, are there a s- specific things we should take for our pets special needs as they're in the car and traveling and and maybe in the hotel rooms and stuff like that. Sure. I think it's really important to have a evacuation kit and your evacuation kit can can substitute as your travel kit, right? You should have all your pet's medications marked and bagged. You should have a picture of you and your pet in case, God forbid, they got loose or lost. Right. Your pets should be microchipped so that they could be easily identified if that happens. You should have their food and even some water from home. Sometimes pets can get a little picky about drinking different water on the road. Oh, really? Um, So you should be able to have maybe some old sheets if you're going to stay in a hotel to cover the furniture up so that we know that we can um, make sure we're welcome again. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes the pet comfortable, too. You have some of those, those smells of home and stuff traveling with them yes for sure our guest is marie lance from uh, lance animal hospital and we're talking about traveling with pets here at bud's garage on north georgia's news talk wdun how about the uh, temperature inside the vehicle so rover doesn't overheat yes and just treat your pet like a child you would never leave your child god forbid alone in the car right Right, and and they can get actually very cold too it can act as a refrigerator so either traveling in the heat or going from a cool climate to the heat be very cognizant of what's going on well so how about as you're traveling should you keep the temperature in the car a little cooler 
for the pet as you're yes. traveling. Yes, and, and, and there's some specific things we didn't touch on about breeds and travel. Real short-nosed animals like bulldogs and pugs, and, mm-hmm. and they can overheat even in the air conditioning. Unfortunately, we've had some tragic events oh. like that where uh, they, one pet was traveling in the back of a Land Rover Discovery and the air conditioner was running. It was an older bulldog, and they actually had a heat stroke in the car. So be very conscious wow. of watching your pet Make sure you can visualize them mm-hmm. as you're traveling. I do recommend they're in some type of safe crate or at least buckled in mm-hmm. where they, you know, in case you have an accident, they're at least protected. But yes, watching them and, and being aware of the temperature is very important. I see people, you know, all the time with small breed dogs that they have in their lap when they're driving. And I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> what a way to get a very furry tattoo if, you know, you have a wreck and the, right. and the airbag right. goes off. Right. It's just like a child. You wouldn't put your child in the front seat right. with the airbag on, right? They mm-hmm. should be in the back seat or the back of an SUV. Well, you know, Chopper was in the back seat when I got rear-ended and she was a little poodle kind mm-hmm. of dog. And she wound up knocking out one of her teeth yeah. on the radio knob. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. all of a sudden, you you know, they become a right. moving object when the car gets hit. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the speaker box is in the back window. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, if, uh, what if things aren't working out on vacation? Let's say you've made all the, the plans and you have a Christmas vacation moment, you know, where the squirrel gets in the house and the dog goes out. What if, what if you they show up with the dog or your cat or whatever and it's just not working out? What, what's the plan B? Well, like I said, that's where your reservation comes in. Okay. Right? And also, if there's maybe some answers family, you know, usually there's clusters of families, so maybe um, Cousin Joe has a quieter household and they live nearby and maybe that's a place that the pet could stay. Um, Having a crate that's familiar for the pet, where they're comfortable in a quiet room, maybe would be a better option. But, you know, once you're there, you're there, so you have to make those preparations ahead of time. Well, what what are the best options for your pet if you're traveling and they're staying behind? That's a very good question. So there's, there's very good boarding facilities, but mm-hmm. if your pet has never boarded before, probably not bad to do a practice run, right? Just let them spend the night away from home and right. see how they do. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, not, that's right. not unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, there are licensed and bonded mm-hmm. pet sitters, okay, that can oh, come sure. in. There are professionals. They are accustomed. Oftentimes, they do have some type of veterinary background. And check with your veterinarian because chances are some of their staff may pet sit, mm-hmm. especially if your pet has medical needs and medications or they're older and, and they really need a close eye. And they know the you. pets and they love the pets. Right. You know, it's, it's amazing the work that you folks do. How can folks learn more about the clinic, uh, come and visit you, and find out you know, what great people you have at Lance Animal Hospital? Well, we do have a wonderful team, and, and it is a true team. So we love to have visitors. Anyone can stop by. Um, they can call ahead and kind of schedule an interview appointment. I encourage people to interview their vet if they're new to the area and pick the right one that suits them. So we're located on 2951 J Mountain Road. Animal Hospital just off the uh, Dawson. I'm sorry. That's Lance Animal Hospital just off the Dawsonville Highway. We have all used her services, and I, I know Molly... <laughs> Molly really enjoys going to see Dr. Marie uh, because she goes there not only for, you know, usual dog stuff, but she gets adjusted once once in a while. Dr. Basha, right? Yeah, Dr. Basha does Dr. a... Dr. Basha, he is a character. He, he does, uh, you know, he does the uh, manipulation of the spine and stuff like you do for humans, and it's great. She loves it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All good stuff. 
all good people, and uh, we love our fur babies, so that's, that's where we love to go. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, brought to you by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. From first responders to daily drivers, the parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Okay, Bill, cue the orchestra. With apologies to the late Glenn Campbell and Jimmy Webb. I am a lineman for the county. And I drive the main roads Searching in the sun for an EV charger that's blowed What do you think, guys? No, we better not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll use it. That's gold. We'll use it. But that's solid gold. Okay, so it wasn't exactly my key. No, that's... That. I tried learning the chords. I was going to bring my guitar in, but I got a sliver in my finger, and I can't do a bar chord right now. Okay. You know where I learned bar chords? No, where? In, in bars. <laughs> uh, songs oh, I learned upon my mother's knee and a few other joints. Okay. Yeah, really. Okay. Where I was going with all of this was uh, wanted journeymen to fix thousands of EV chargers. That's why I couldn't get the song out of my mind. Right. Because. There Can you? Are, you want to explain the story since I butchered the song so bad? Thousands of EV chargers that are non-working and... 4,000 to be exact, or thereabouts. 4,000 public charging stations with more than 7,000 ports that were out of service as of early October, according to the U.S. Department of Energy. Yeah, but wait a minute. They said that that's an outage rate of more than 6%. I'm, I'm not, a, you know, a great mathematician, but that's, that's more like uh, 60%. Yeah. Well. When you do that math, 7 to 4... 7,000, only 4,000 4, of them are out? That's not good. 40%. Whatever. But it's a bigger percentage than six. Uh-huh. As we've reported on the show before, a lot of the non-Tesla chargers, you know, right. Tesla's way ahead of the game. They mm-hmm. got like 2%, if sure. that, of chargers that don't work. But it's all the other ones that you see at the grocery stores and in the malls and things like that. And I've, I've run into it myself at the hotel. Plug into the charger, and the charger doesn't work. You go to the mm-hmm. next one, you know, until you get one that works. And you hope that the thing doesn't fry your car because it doesn't work. Wow. You know, on the, on the plug-in hybrid that we have. And there's nobody to fix these things. And you, you've got to be not only an electrician to fix them, you also need to understand uh, computers right. and microprocessors and all these different things. So it's a whole different field. And I would think that someplace like Lanier Technical College or any technical college throughout, you know, the United States would adapt a program to not only train electricians, but to maybe take electricians that want to go into a different field or a very high demand field Mm -hmm. to train on these chargers. Right. This, This company called Charger Help and SAE are developing a training certification for charger technicians. They've decided on the body of required knowledge and are writing the corresponding exam. 
Well, my next question in, in all of that is, is there a standardization of these chargers? Well, I don't know that there is at this point. I mean, the, the plugs maybe, and they have plug adapters and all that kind of stuff, but the way the charger actually works mm -hmm. and whether it'll mate up with your car and right. not damage your car, right? Uh, that's, that's a whole other can of worms, I think. And, and do these technicians know what they're doing when they get into these different brands of chargers that have different computer setups? Well, if you, if you don't, you're, you're liable to get a wake-up call in more ways than one. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, it's something that's going to be a very good... Uh, they say that the U.S. is going to need at least 142,000 more certified electricians by 2030 to support the country's electrification push, which includes EV charging, solar panels, battery storage, and smart panels. Wow. It's a whole bunch of jobs that don't even exist today. No, they don't. Uh, and, and, you know, and meanwhile, meanwhile, you you got you to gotta wonder about this stuff when you read it. Because meanwhile, Honda and General Motors just halted an $8 billion, uh, $8 billion, $5 billion, $5, $5 billion, billion plan mm -hmm. that they had to, uh, to jointly build a car. Right. Honda was going to use a their body and they were going to use the Altium platform that General Motors has come out with and put it under their car and this this whole thing how could you imagine if you and me you know you were General Motors I was Honda we got together at the table and thought well here we go this is only going to be five billion dollars and then we started that project yeah and just came to the screaming halt and said, and said hey wait this, a minute. this ain't gonna work no, nobody's right. buying the things mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's a real uh, it's a real dilemma. Right. Uh, think about the battery plants that we've built so far. Right. And what is this going to cost? These were all subsidized with federal tax dollars. And now to keep them going when they are non-profitable is going to require more subsidies to keep them going, which is going to be more tax dollars out of our pockets. Well, thank you. I was just, that was my next question. Where do the tax dollars come from? They come from me, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> and me. Yes, right. And, the, you know, the, those of us that are paying taxes, which mm -hmm. is, I guess, a dwindling number. But um, it's crazy. It, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, last week we talked about Mr. Toyota mm -hmm. uh, from Toyota Company. Right. Pointing out to everybody that this wasn't going to work. Right. And the reason that he said that uh, other CEOs, automotive executives, felt the same way that he did, but they were afraid to speak up because of what their shareholders might think and what that might do to the shares of their stock. So everyone was keeping quiet because they were all going after the subsidy dollars, trillion bucks. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know? They, everybody wanted to get a piece of that. Well, now that we see that it's not going to work, well, well, now what happens? Well, well, you know, Bill Ford and uh, Jim Farley of Ford, you know, have said they've got to, they've got to regroup. Because right. they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall that, that many of us have seen for a while. I mean, but, no but, sustainability. Uh, you know, you can't, solar panels and all this stuff ain't going to do it. Uh, you know, the, the green thing is, is the green is a dream. And, you know, it's. Uh, but always not dire. Oh, no, no. Because no. if you go to your local Toyota dealer here in Gainesville, you will find if you want to purchase a hybrid vehicle, there are plenty available in about 63 days because right. they're selling every single one that they build 
And that's, in the end, that is just as good for the environment and takes a whole lot less infrastructure. Well, good for the environment or perhaps better for the environment because if you quit mining some of the stuff that we need for these batteries and the kind of quantities that we are projected to need, right? you're doing more damage to the planet than the, the vehicles will ever do. And it's damage that we may not uh, be hurt from, mm-hmm. you know, at our age, but it's going to go on for generations and generations right. and generations. And the people that are dealing with this stuff, the, the mining that they're doing, and, and, and uh, they're in such a rush, they're not replenishing what they're taking out. They're just digging holes and getting mm-hmm. it out of there and leaving it behind. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, it's time to put the brakes on. Uh, everybody sit around the table if that's possible. Right. And look at what else is out there. I was just reading before I got to the studio today about something called white nitrogen, which is very, very plentiful here in the States. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yours and my homework okay. for next week to find out what the heck this white, oh, white nitrogen is. They well, that up in the mountains of North Carolina? I don't know. That's white lightning. Oh. No, that's, that's a little farther north here. <laughs> but every weekend... Mr. Toyota, mm-hmm. who is an amateur racer, is out racing a road racing car that is internal combustion. And what does he use for fuel? Hydrogen. Wow. In an internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about hot rods being built that way now. Right. With the hydrogen tank in them. And uh, so yeah. there's, there's so many different answers to this. We don't just need to jump on, abandon this and start. Let the research this right continue. Away. Right. We didn't throw out carburetors, you know, uh, right away to to make fuel injection. We kind of stepped it along. Mm -hmm. What what a thought. They should have called us. Why didn't they? Yeah. Must not have had our number. We'll be right back after these messages. Everybody's listening. He's got our number, let me tell you. We'll be right back here at WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Tim, you know what? Before a couple weeks have gone, we're going to be into December. Oh, yeah. I know. It's coming quick. And we're going to be rolling towards Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On that fast train to Christmas town. <laughs> well, I wanted to remind people of the Christmas car giveaway, Oakwood Tire. Uh, is giving away a car this year. We need submissions for recipients or donations to cover the cost of repairs, registration, insurance, cleaning, etc. Uh, the car is going to be given away December 19th, which is a Tuesday. We'll, we'll be there for that. Okay. Uh, you know, go over to Atlanta, uh, go over to Atlanta Highway, 3120 Atlanta Highway, Oakwood Tire. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can help them out with this, this giveaway for somebody that needs a car, yeah. either you know, suggest somebody that, you know, that might need a car right. to get them, you know, to get them, to get them through a year, get them back on their feet, sure. get them back and forth to work or church mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Uh, it's been a great thing. Uh, Mike's been doing it for uh, 10 oh, or 12 years. A number least. of years. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, stop by and see them, see if you can help them out. You and I are big fans of hybrids. Oh, yes. We have been for some time. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Well, because they... Uh, have less emissions and double the gas mileage. And you don't have to 
No range anxiety. No range anxiety at all. They won't right. They won't leave you home on the range. Now, mine is a regular hybrid with right. no plug-in feature. Yours is a plug-in hybrid, so you can actually go a number of miles, what, about 40 miles about 40 on miles. electric only. And, and a, a lot of times, you know, Jan will just go to the grocery store, come back home and plug it in, and mm-hmm. the engine never starts. So when was the last time you put even put gas in we the car? We put gas in about once, uh, once a month. Wow. You, you can't let it go any longer than that or the gas goes bad. But, yeah. Um, we, we did make a jaunt to the airport mm-hmm. with it, and so we may actually put gas in it twice this month. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Even though most of the trip to the airport was... The, the trip to the airport to pick up our guest was great. Got there in an hour and a half, turned around and came back. And mm-hmm. got into the, you know, the, the af- afternoon traffic. But then we'd, we'd the, the flight going out was like at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we got on 400. And it took us a little more than two hours to get oh, to the goodness. north side Marga station. Yeah. No way we could have made it to the airport mm. in, the, in the time frame. So. Crazy. But, you know, even in my regular hybrid, uh, it's got a 14-gallon tank, and I'm getting between six and 700 miles yeah. on each tank of gas. Yeah. That's not too bad. No. You're going you're to be in the 40, 40 to 60-mile range with most of the hybrids you can get. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't have a plug-in on them. Right. So I think it's the best of both worlds. But the reason I even brought that up is you gave me an article about Toyota and Mr. Toyota mm-hmm. with a D you know, expanding their hybrid hub. Tell us all about it. Well, they are expanding their hybrid hub in North Carolina. Uh, It's a thousand acre site and it's gonna have 14 assembly lines producing batteries for hybrids, plug-in hybrids and fully electric vehicles. So they'll be able to change up for whatever's the most popular, whatever's selling, they'll be able to, you know, knock out the batteries for them. Because, you know, if you want to buy a Toyota hybrid vehicle now, um, you're going to be on a waiting list. Oh, yeah. yeah. About 63 days, <laughs> you can pick up Well, your... they, they were the first in town with the Prius. Right. You know, way back when. When, and, when and... did the first Prius come out? Oh, jeez. That's... Did say in the article? That's your homework. Oh, that's my <laughs> homework. All right. I love to say that. <laughs> but they were kind of quirky looking. Now they're not. Yeah, they were. Now they, now they kind of blend in. So. Right. Yeah, there's a billion of them out there. But Toyota, the company, Toyota, you know, had switched everything around because they were going to go to all EVs. And Mr. Toyota, D-D-A, mm-hmm. you know, they, they pushed him off to the side, and now they've... Now everybody is seeing the reality that he was right. He was right, yeah. Wow. So Toyota's going for it in North Carolina, and, and this is supposed to be, uh, the battery production is scheduled to begin in 2025, so a couple of years from now, you know, maybe we'll be able to just go pick up our hybrid at the dealership, and away we go. We don't have to wait on it. Well, the way, that, the way this year has gone, 2025 is going to, it's going to be here before you know it. Yeah, no kidding. But what's cool about this is they'll be able to switch the lines around. Right. You know, depending on what's selling. For whatever's popular. And, you know, they've got uh, just about everything now as a hybrid. You can get a uh, a Corolla hybrid, a uh, Highlander hybrid, yep. Avalon hybrid, yep. uh, Camry, you know. Well, I, th- I would think once you've got the drivetrain developed, you yeah, put it, you under, can whatever put it you under whatever you want. Right. And I think some of the, the, uh, some of the folks now that already have hybrids are beginning to see, well, maybe this hybrid platform will fit under this car with uh, right 
And as uh, Ford found out, now their most popular, biggest sellers are their hybrids. Yep. So away we go. <sighs> we'll see when the hybrid Mach-E comes out. Mm-hmm. Boy, I, that was when when Aaron talked about that last, yeah, last week. week that. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? They would sell the you Heck know what of off them. of them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what is scary? Uh, this uh, independent Insurance Institute for Highway Safety mm-hmm. flunked all the full-size trucks that you and I can think of. Yeah. 2023s that are on the road right now. And they flunked them because of the rear seat capability to withstand the crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to you dive into this a little bit? Well, I mean, that's what they say in the, in the overlap accidents. The person that's sitting in the seat behind the driver mm-hmm. takes a heck of a lick. Yeah. So with, uh, well, the dummy suffered leg and arm and neck injuries. Well, when I saw the crash, as, as we know, if you've got anything that's you know, sitting still and you put it in motion and you stop it all of a sudden, it's coming forward, mm-hmm. okay? And what they found is when, the, when the, the thing hits the barrier, first of all, the trucks are heavier than they used to be. Right. And they hit the barrier, the roof buckles, and the roof buckles, the cab wants the back of the cab wants to come with it Mm -hmm. now they've got a huge block of what looks like concrete in the back of the truck and i don't know whether that block is fastened down in the truck or not it looks like it's cabled in yeah but it still has inertia to it when you know as far as the weight of it right and so what it's doing is it's coming through the front of the bed or pushing the front of the bed into the back of the cab Mm -hmm. and you know whoever's sitting there is, is getting hit by going to take a whack. They're going to take the whack. So I, uh, and they, and they've kind of overlooked this test for a while because everybody was so concerned about the passengers up front. Right. And then this crept up as the trucks got heavier and heavier. And one of the things that that's, they're worried about is the electric version of these trucks ain't getting any lighter. No. And they're getting even heavier. And the, the chassis is, is giving in different ways they hadn't thought of because all the weight is you know, being put on the chassis as well. And so to replicate that factor, the barriers for the crash are heavy, heavier for the crash test, and they move at a faster speed than before. So that's why vehicles are failing that previously had passed. Yeah. So what in your mind is the answer to this? Well... Slow the heck down, people. <laughs> Slow the heck I mean, down. Just, yeah, how that, about put some more reinforcement in the back of the cab? That might help. That's what I was thinking. The, the, the corners of the cab, you know, maybe I mean, double yeah. wall those. Why are we worried about making it any heavier at this point? Oh, that's a good point. And, uh-huh. and the back of the cab, like I was doing some stuff in my truck to put uh, sensors in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that you put in the bumpers and that. And I put the little thing that beeps on the back of my cab on the inside, you know, yep. underneath the plastic panel. When I took the plastic panel off, you know, I realized that's just sheet metal. There's nothing there. No, right. it's just sheet metal. Right, it's right. got some stampings in it to make it more rigid. But it's yeah. just sheet metal. And the front of the bed is no different. If you don't secure your load, you know, it's coming forward. Well, and that's funny. Uh, several years ago, we got involved in a vehicle that wound up being totaled, a brand new F-250 that had a bed full of sheetrock mud in buckets mm. that got rear-ended, and all that sheetrock mud wound up inside the cab. There was no saving it. Wow. There was, it was a mess. Oh, God, it was a mess. 
So And it wound up in the cab, broke the back window of the cab, I'm guessing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all came through, and it was up underneath the dash and in the wiring harness, oh, and it wound up totaling. Oh, man. That'd be like driving it into a mud bog. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Funny yeah. thing. But the only, the only truck that, you know, even got through any kind of test at all, in the end, only the 2023 Toyota Tundra received a top safety pick. Right. Even though... It, it, it failed part it, of the test. It failed part of it, too, but they thought, oh, yeah, well, it's the way it is. Let's go ahead and give it a passing grade. No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't like that. <laughs> Got a little crash damage on your uh, muscle car restoration project that you're working on? Oh, yeah. Well, if you do, you go to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast. So, that, I mean, provide our what podcast. Do, yeah, podcast. Yeah, they provide the podcast every week. Yes, sir. They certainly do. And, uh, you know, they have got the body panels and stuff for your class of muscle. Everything you yeah. Right. Restoring American performance. Check them out at year1.com. And we'll be back next week. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. And you can catch us on any of the podcasts or on Access WDUN, the free app on your phone. We'll see you next week right here on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Have a great week. <laughs>